following program is your wake-up call. Listen to discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Dem cat fight 2019. <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't really a cat fight because... A cat fight. Last night, that was one of the most boring debates. <laughs> it was so boring. It was so boring. The second debate was so boring. They're all boring. No, they're, it was really all boring. All they're talking about is coming together. No, they can and talk. And Trump is a racist. Well, no shit. All they did was like dogpile on Biden and everything that we can't do. Um, and it was really boring. I mean, I was listening to Biden and Harris talk about their plans, their health care plans. They didn't even seem to understand them. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't think they know what they're talking about. It's all baloney. Because so, they got the corporate blueprint that yeah. they that had been paid for yeah. <laughs> about 15 minutes before. Yeah, that's right. They're like, listen, just do what we say. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't even get the cliff notes. Yeah, you're right about that. So... But Kamala was unmasked, but we'll get to that. So it you was. Know, every time I hear her name, Kamala, I think of the wrestler from the WWF. There was a wrestler, a big Ugandan named Kamala. I always think of the olives. Any war, that's Kalamata. No, I know, but it's a similar. No, there was a wrestler, big Ugandan guy. He used to yeah. wear a mask. Yeah, I think you actually, yeah. yes, and well, she was unmasked last night because nobody would touch her history. No one went near it, right? They're all ripping Biden apart, right? But they're not touching each other. They're just going after him. She went after him with the busing the last time. But the thing is, is that she was not prepared and that should be a red flag for everyone, even if you like her, okay? You should be concerned because she should have seen that incoming because Tulsi signaled she was going to go after her. And why is that? Why is that? She was interviewed and she said that Kamala Harris did not have the temperament to be president. Before I went to bed last night, what did I tell you? You told me she was going to go after Harris. You Gabbard. got it. Yep. Did I call it? Yeah, and she signaled it. She was interviewed and she was saying, I'm going after you. I'm putting the line, I'm putting, you know, um, the line in the sand. You are going to be uh, challenged by me, right? And it's a smart strategy because she's a lower tier candidate, right? She wants to you know, raise her profile. She needs to get to the 130 donors, right? And yeah, she's not going to attack Bennett. She's got to attack one of the high. Uh, right. And not only that, because Harris has a lot of history that nobody's talking about. So she exposed it and a lot of history that Gabbard doesn't apparently like. So she did her homework and she, and you could see she has it in her head as opposed to what we just said, Biden and Harris with their health care plans. Tulsi has a clear understanding of everything she's talking about. She's a smart woman. If you don't like her, you have to admit that she is not stupid. She's an intelligent woman. She's a courageous woman, right? Uh, she has a great resume. So <laughs> Harris was not ready. So that means her handlers aren't that good. And by the way, you know who her handlers are? She's got a bunch of Clintonites in her camp. Those are the people that I are managing you, her campaign. Bill and Hillary were the worst things <laughs> that ever happened to the Democratic yeah, Party. Yeah, you're right. Because every time we call the Republicans on something, right away they go into the Wayback Machine, into the archives, Bill did this, Hillary did that, Bill said this. Hillary said well, that. but now the other problem is, is without even talking about Clinton them. Clinton has been out of office for 20 years. But all their handlers are still around. Almost and 20 years. Part of their handlers, by the way, if you're a Buttigieg fan, which I okay. pray you're not, they're also working for Buttigieg. Buttigieg has Obama people and has Clinton people. These are okay. all corporatist the Democrats. are like hep C. <laughs> they're like herpes. They will not go, go away. away. So anyway, so their people are helping helping Kamala. So earlier in the date debate, now this clip's not being shown anywhere, which is interesting, but they were still talking about healthcare. This is before she went after her on her criminal justice history. 
um, she called out Harris's plan because Harris has said that to Kathleen Sebelius, who is the HHS secretary for uh, Obama, who was yeah, the governor she, of Kansas, right? Yeah, she was the one complaining when they had a problem out there that she goes, I have no National Guard troops Right, left. right, right, right. But I want to say focus. They're all in Iraq. But she became the Health and Human Services secretary under Obama, and she helped implement, obviously, she was a leader in implementing Obamacare. Now, Kathleen Sebelius now, apparently, Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard, unmasked what she does now. So she was proudly, Harris, telling Biden that Kathleen Sebelius endorsed her plan because how could Biden discount it because she was their health and human resource secretary, right, under Obama. And he's always talking about how great their administration was. So Gabbard uh -huh. turns around and says, well, you know, you just let us know that you have a lobbyist helping you write your health care bill because Kathleen Sebelius works for Medicare Advantage, which is a corporation. So she's helping write her legislation, right, her bill for health care. And it's going to come be to the advantage, no pun intended, of the corporation that she works for. So she was very annoyed with that. She just said, oh, she just endorsed it. Well, if she endorsed it, it's because it's to the advantage of her business that she works for. So she that was like a little, a little, um, how can I say, um, tremor before the explosion came. Now, you would think Harris would have been, hmm, I better watch my back with this one because she shot her with that, right? And Harris was just like, oh, whatever. And she just brushed it off because Harris was thinking, eh, she's just a lower tier candidate from Hawaii. She walked away from the DNC. She's a Bernie bot. And, you know, she was hanging out with Assad. So I'll, I'm not going to worry about her. She's not going anywhere. That's the worst thing you can do. And if you think she's going to be able to deal with Donald Trump and she can't deal with Tulsi Gabbard, you are a fool. You are an absolute fool. She did not have command of what she was talking about. Oh, I can about. see it right now. Tulsi will nuke. Yes, yeah, she will. So. The way she nuked Kamala. It was beautiful. So it was truly boring, okay? Cory Booker had some moments. He was going after Biden on his history, but Biden actually did pretty well. He actually went after Booker as his history as mayor in. Um, we're in New Jersey. He was Newark. mayor of Newark, which is a disaster on a million levels, right? No offense to people in Newark, but you have a lot of crime. And he hired some flunky that Giuliani supported during that period of time. And there was a lot of problems. So you have to be careful when you go after somebody else's record if yours also sucks, right? And he had like some funny line about Kool-Aid, which I'm not even going to repeat. So they were, well, everybody was, you know, piling on Biden. So Tulsi's waiting for her moment. So they ask her about the fact that she mentioned that um, Kamala Harris, she was interviewed after the last debate, and she said, I really don't think that, you know, Joe Biden is a racist, and I don't think Kamala should have said that. You know, she was defending Biden and, like, kind of, you know, uh, slapping on the hand Harris. But she didn't answer that question. She goes, I'd like to go back to uh, criminal justice. <laughs> and she just went after her. She shredded her, her history, all the things that she's... The pit bull from Hawaii. Oh, my God. Her history in like, a, I don't know, what, two minutes? Mm -hmm. I mean, and she sliced her and diced her. And I was like, whoa, even though we thought it was going to happen, I never thought she was going to be that... She was precision and the way she talks... She talks very that's why, calmly. That's why she, she's going to destroy Trump. In she debate. will. If she is the nominee, he will be dismantled. First of all, she's a very good-looking woman, and it's not going to be easy for him to deal with her because he can't deal with a good-looking woman in a brain. That's going to flummox him she right there. She got rid of the, uh, the little bit of gray, the wig. Well, she tucked it under. She tucked it. It's well, there still. Well, they probably make comparisons to her, Lily Monster. No, and Cruella DeVille. That was on Cruella Twitter. Cruella DeVille. What yeah. about Rogue from the X-Men? Oh, you're funny. No, she did tuck it under. It's still there. Um, but, by the way... When she came out all in white, I said, wow, is she smart? I mean, this woman's a strategist. There's a reason why she's won. She was the f youngest representative in her state ever elected to the city council at 21 years old. 
You know what I mean? Like, she's not playing. She's been in war in the Middle East, for goodness sake. You think she's afraid of these people? It's like a joke. So, um, so Harris was totally unprepared, which is not... So it's good. We see that, right? She's exposed, all right? We see her in a lot of hearings. She's got a couple of lines, but this is very different. And it's not easy to respond to criticism, right? At factual, she did not defend anything. She didn't say that's not true. She went into, I'm proud of my record. She kept saying it. Now, she just told her what her record was, and she kept saying she was proud of it. Oh, she my God. She got very God. flustered. Let's put it this way. Muhammad Ali <laughs> had more poise when he got up off the deck after Joe Frazier knocked him down. And she knocked him down again. So then Jake Tapper, right, because they love this. Jake Tapper says, did you want to respond, uh, Congressman Ga Congresswoman Gabbard? And she just, she leveled her. Out. <laughs> In fact, Joe Frazier had Out. more poise getting up six times after Foreman knocked him down. There was no, there was no poise. I mean, she was out for the count. It was like, that's it, right? The guy who's at counting, 10. She was done. Finished. She had that look on her face. She didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I think she was stunned. She just had that look like... Yeah, she was doing a Hillary. Like, oh, no one's going to touch me because I'm way ahead. Stop picking on me. I'm the valedictorian. Right. I'm almost to the top. I'm going to be the first woman president. I'm a woman from of color from California, the biggest state. I, we don't care, Kamala. Okay? So if we, we have to do truth-telling. And you know what? That background that she has, that history, will follow her into the election. So how is she going to call to task others... If she has the same dirt on her hands, right? If her hands are dirty and she's got that history, she's sold out every time. She didn't even fight. Okay, so now there's people out there that are going to say, no, that's not true. It's factual, okay? No one's saying that anything that Gabbard said is not true. Now, I looked at Twitter after that happened and Twitter lit up. Hashtag Tulsi Gabbard, okay? So she was trending because of what she did. All of a sudden, no more Tulsi Gabbard trending. Like an hour later, then all of a sudden we had a hashtag Assad. Because Twitter was like, the powers that be, no, 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 we can't have the anti-war candidate, you know, getting too much play. Remember, she's... Yeah, because there's too much money to be made. She's suing Google because they did a similar thing to her and didn't let her get donations. And now she's suing Google for $50 million. So... She was, again, for the second time in a row, the, uh, the uh, most searched candidate on Google in all 50 states. Again, there's a reason for that. Once people hear her speak, they're curious about her. She seems different. People want different. And they also want somebody who seems steady, measured. Plus, she has a foreign policy experience, which makes people feel comfortable because we have a guy now that could blow up the world at any time. So that makes people feel comfortable. And she does have this kind of, I don't know how to describe her voice, but it's very soothing. It's like calming. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it makes you not feel like nervous. You feel confident, like nothing bad's going to happen today. So um, the New York Times a while back did um, an op-ed uh, column and it says Kamala Harris was not a progressive prosecutor um, and she tries to say that she is but time after time when progressive urged her to embrace criminal justice reforms as district attorney and then as a state's attorney general Ms. Harris opposed them or stayed silent most troubling Ms. Harris fought tooth and nail to uphold wrongful convictions that had been secured through official misconduct that included evidence tampering, false testimony, and suppression of crucial information by prosecutors. This is her wheelhouse, too, remember? She is in one, right? She's, she's a prosecutor, district attorney. I don't know. I'm not comfortable with having somebody like that being the president of the United States. Consider her record as San Francisco's district attorney from 2004 to 2011. Ms. Harris was criticized in 2010 for holding information, this is something that Tulsi brought up, about police laboratory technician who had been excused of intentionally sabotaging her work, stealing drugs from the lab. 
after a memo surfaced showing that Ms. Harris's deputies knew about the technician's wrongdoing and recent conviction, but failed to alert defense lawyers, a judgment condemned Ms. Harris's indifference to the systemic violation of the defendant's constitutional rights. Um, so it goes on and on. Uh, uh, all these different people that were put in jail that shouldn't have been in jail. There are still some people that are still in jail that probably shouldn't be. Um, here's a guy here. We're, I wonder if they got to watch the uh, debates in last jail? night in the TV. Wor room. Worst of all, though, is Miss Harris's record in wrongful conviction cases. Consider George Gage. Listen to this. He's an electrician with no criminal record who was charged in 1999 of sexually abusing his stepdaughter, who reported the allegations years later. The case largely hinged on the stepdaughter's testimony, and Gage was convicted. Afterwards, a judge discovered that the prosecutor had unlawfully held back potentially exculpatory evidence, including medical reports that indicate that the stepdaughter had been repeatedly untruthful with law enforcement. Her mother even described her as a pathological liar who lives her lies. In 2015, when the case reached the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth District in San Francisco, Ms. Harris's prosecutors defended the conviction. They pointed out that Mr. Gage, while forced to act as his own lawyer, imagine, had not properly raised the legal issue in the lower court as the law required. The appellate judges acknowledged this impediment and sent the case to mediation, a clear sign for Ms. Harris to dismiss the case. When she refused to budge, the court upheld the conviction on the technicality that Mr. Gage is still in prison serving a 70-year sentence. As a, as a sexual abuser. Who so you know what happens. It looks like he didn't do it either because the girl is a kook. She wrote a book, The Truths We, we Hold. Who wrote it? Her memoir, Harris. America has a deep, yeah, she's not even that old. <laughs> deep, deep, dark history of people using the power of the prosecutor as an instrument of injustice. Isn't that hilarious? She adds, I know this history well of innocent men framed of charges brought against people without sufficient evidence of prosecutors hiding information that would exonerate defendants and of disappropriate application of the law. All too often, she was on the wrong side of that history. I mean, imagine this is what she's saying. Really? Really? Yeah. Unbelievable. So, and this doesn't even go into the fact that she kept people in jail longer so they can have cheap labor in California. Um, so. Well, that's bad. She was caught. All right? So she was exposed. She wasn't that, caught. That is bad. We progressives, we know already about Kamala Harris. We've known about this. There's articles everywhere. And you know where you read the most, the most compelling articles? In the place where people live, Right? with that representative okay so san francisco all their different yeah, um, it's just like we knew about trump trump because he lived in our wheelhouse he because was here in queens every day you'd open up the new york post or the new york daily news and there's this big head <laughs> posing with some celebrity at one of his dopey casinos in atlantic city yeah we knew about him we know, and that same thing is, we know about Kristen Gildebrand, right? She's a conservative, okay? She is not a progressive like she says that she is. She comes from upstate New York, and she is a conservative Democrat. She is not a liberal. She's our Bobby girl. <laughs> In our In Bob, Bobby, Bobby world. world. Every time they show her, I think of that song because you put it in my head now. So... That was just beautiful. So um, it was really dull. I mean, the only thing, the headlines, what could I say? Biden didn't like look like an idiot and like he was asleep. And he didn't look like an old guy this time. Um, and he looked like he was able to finish his thoughts. Uh, and he did okay. He held they his own. He probably did a Starbucks run for him on the way out. <laughs> he held his own. We'll put it They'd that way. get him a, a, what they call a trippio. Cory Booker looked, Triple espresso. looked stronger. So I would say it was a good night for Cory Booker. Um, and it was probably a okay night for Inslee because, you know, he talked a lot about climate change, which we care about. Yeah, how did he do? He did good. I think he did well. He doesn't see there's, I don't, I don't know if there's any sound bites that I remember from him, but he looked solid. Um, he didn't do it. He did a pretty good job. 
Um, Yang did a lot better this second time around. People get better as the time goes oh, on. Oh, this time they've not, they've not turned off microphone Oh, you're on so me. funny. I like him. He talks about a lot of things everybody doesn't talk about. Automation. That the jobs are disappearing. Listen, we live here in Queens right, and we got you, stores you, closed all over. What did you tell me today? What's that? What did I tell you? Forty percent of the jobs are going to be gone in ten years. Yeah, I read about that like a month ago. Yeah. So he's looking forward, okay? You know, and and people make fun of that thousand dollars a month, but you know what? <laughs> if this continues to happen and there's no jobs, you're gonna have to do something. And if we don't have these endless wars that we keep talking about that we want to stop, we will have money. We've got to do something. They're not wars, honey. They're occupations. Well, they find something. Yeah. They they dump. A land grab. 5,000 troops down there. Here you go. Sit there in Afghanistan. Guard the poppy fields. So Al-Qaeda, whoever's over there now, they go by so many different names. Her closing statement was very okay. good. Okay, and too, then the way, go too, over Tulsa. to the Middle East. Guard the tankers and the pipelines. So, you know, our investments. Oh, of course. Yes. Eh. It's still costing us money. Billions of dollars, billions every month for these wars that never end. And then they tell you, no, we don't have any money for this. No, we don't have any money for that. Well, you're putting it, you're in the sinkholes. Syria is all about a pipeline. Venezuela is about oil for the Koch brothers. We could go on and on. Afghanistan is about minerals and poppies. It has nothing to do with freedom, liberating people. And we end up killing all these people. Their lives are worse. Tulsi's right about all of that. Whether you like her or not. We should not be in all these engagements, whatever you want to call them. We shouldn't. Now you tell me. Now we tell you. So, um, that and word, I, engagements. You know, you know what else I love is that, um, you're funny, that uh, she kept oh, saying, oh, oh. oh, Harris kept saying, you know, people taking a fancy, a fancy position on a stage or in Congress, a fancy position. I'm like, lady... Don't start calling a soldier that she's fancy. First of all, she'll Tulsi kick her ass. Didn't sound fancy. No, she came after her like Lizzie Borden, <laughs> and she couldn't handle it. Yeah, she was like, no, she was Ellen Ripley. What did she say uh, at she's the end? The Ellen uh, Ripley. Assad, what is it? Uh... Oh no, I haven't gotten to that. So she didn't say anything about Assad. I mean, she was not ready with any comeback for Tulsi Gabbard at all. Nothing. She couldn't. She didn't defend herself. Nothing. It was. It's. It's priceless. Okay. So, then I had the TV on and I was painfully watching, um, back and forth CNN and and MSNBC to see the spin rooms. And I also had the Young Turks on, and they were actually playing some old video of Kamala Harris laughing about putting people in jail that smoke pot. You know, just laughing at the things that you know, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's fine. You know. So they had a little nickel bag. Now they're in jail. Too bad, because she was against marijuana reform. Now, all of a sudden, she's for it. But she was always against it. Um, and now she's not for the death penalty, but she was for the death penalty. Everything's changed, like, in a matter of a year. So she was now the guest on Anderson Cooper was taking, you know, uh, the, the candidates to chat with them. So I said, oh, this is going to be good. So they weren't talking about, they were talking about health care. So I got bored. Then all of a sudden he goes, um, I think I want to play an exchange between you and Congresswoman Gabbard. And her face was like, Wah. she was like, oh, OK. So he played it. Right. So we got to see it again for those people that may have missed it or if we wanted to enjoy it just one more time. <laughs> she didn't enjoy it. So she came back and she goes, well, you know, she's a lower tier candidate. You know that she's polling like 1%. You know, she's trying to get on the debate to stage next time how she talks. You know, she has that kind of way of talking. Um, and she turns her head to the side. And she said, you know, so I guess she had to do something. But, you know, she's an Assad apologist. You know, really, like, you know, what? I, I don't even know why she's on the stage. Uh, you know, she traveled to Syria. Like, she started with this. And I'm like, what are you, a Republican? Actually, Republicans don't even do that with her. They don't. The Democrats give her more trouble than anybody else does because she turned their back on them when they cheated Bernie. And she said, I'm not vice chair anymore of the DNC. People forget that. She was an anointed one. Nancy Pelosi was interviewed. Just like Hillary Wait. was an up-and-comer in the Republican Party. Right, but just listen. And she bailed after Barry Goldwater's right. campaign. So Nancy Pelosi, before 
Tulsi was appointed as vice chair, was interviewed. I forget where, but you can Google it. And she said, Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii is an up and coming and talked about how wonderful she was. So they were grooming her. Why? She's a picture perfect candidate for president. Look at her. So they were grooming her, but they didn't realize that she actually had a brain and she's independent. That's the thing they didn't know about. They just assumed she's going to go along because we're going to put the carrot in her face like they do everybody else. And everybody says, yes, Massa, whatever you say, corporate donors, right? But she didn't say that. She saw the WikiLeaks. She saw the emails just like we did. She saw that they cheated Bernie. And she said, you know, I have to resign from the DNC. This is, you know, not, I, I can't be part of this. And then she endorsed Bernie. And they said, oh, close the door on her. All right. Now, now she's enemy number one. So it's funny because people say, oh, Republicans. She's Ma Barker. Yeah, right. The Republicans like her. We shouldn't like her. What are you, stupid? If independents and Republicans like a candidate that's a Democrat, that means you end up winning the damn election. Well, put it this way. Like I said before, if Bernie gets a nod, which I hope he does, and he turns around and picks Warren as his vice president. He might. I would say the first thing you should do is make Tulsi your secretary of state. Well, that would be a good job for her. And we would be talking about peace more than war. So she would be out there. She'd be in the press. People would know her. She'd, she'd be, be very well respected. Yes. Very well. And she would turn around the image of America. She really would. She would be like the most admired woman. It would be a great thing for this country. So she needs to be somewhere, you know, uh, you know, where she can make real change. So anyway, so that was that was the highlight of the night. So Harris is really pissed. So, of course, you know, Gabbard responded and, you know, she's interviewed and, you know, they they kept going at her. Harris got bitch slapped. Yeah, she did. So they kept saying, yes, but, you know, you went to talk to Assad. And she said, yeah, I did because of what's going on in Syria. And I'm concerned and I'm on these committees and I want to know what's going on. You know, like we have to talk to our enemies. And they're like, but you won't call him, a, you know, a, a dictator and, a you know, um, a terrorist or whatever they want to. And she was like, well, I don't disagree with that, she finally said at the end. But that's not the issue, what he is, right? The issue meanwhile, is, why are we there? Meanwhile, we got a president. <laughs> Who visits <laughs> Kim Jong-un on a regular basis. I love little Rocket Man right. now. We love each other. We have love letters, he said. Love letters. Love letters. Love letters. Okay. <laughs> weirdo. He's such a freaking weirdo. Okay, he's constantly shining Putin's bumpers. It's just insane. So anyway. Um, so Assad, you barely even hear from who? Where is this guy? Listen, he's not a good guy. She never said he was a good guy. She went to talk to him because she is unconventional and fearless. And she wanted to talk to him straight face to face. And he accepted her and he did talk to her. What does that say to you? That's uh, pretty good, I think. It's been, listen, Bernie always Which says, a good looking day. we should talk to people and not shoot at people. You know, it's a lot cheaper. And I think we might, we, we would have less problems if we like approach things that way. So Harris did not have a good night. It was just awesome. So, um, and I know Tulsi has picked up a lot more support and donors, but if you have any friends that missed the debate, you should share those clips. What color? What color uh, thing you think she's gonna? It's gonna be. What is she gonna debate? wear next? I don't yeah. know. She wore red the first time. She wears a blue jacket very often. There's a blue jacket she likes to wear. Um, I don't know what she'll wear next time. Who knows? But she stood out, and Harris looked very gray. Like I looked at everybody else, and they looked very. You know, they didn't look. I don't know how to say it. Like, she just, it, she, she, you, you gravitate to her. Once you listen to her, you know, you really can't say, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that are moderates and anybody that's not an idiot and a fool that listens to stupid Assad nonsense has an open mind and listens to her and says, uh, she has a good message. She has a good message. The wars are costing us a fortune. We don't have enough yeah, money well, to take care of our people. The people. They're not wars. I keep telling I'm you. I'm sorry. They're, they're occupations. It, what, it's like what England used to do. The East India Trading Company used to send people to China, send people to India, send people to the Caribbean, send people to the United States. What do you think? How do you think this country was founded? The United States was a startup company. 
So, all right, let me tell you a little about de Blasio. Um, his big oh, message was God. tax the rich website, tax the rich. $52 million going to be spent in the city to improve the safety of bike lanes. Yeah, I know. $52 million. Thanks for the 50 cent an hour raise I got <laughs> on my last contract there, big bad Bill. So he was just blathering on and trying to get, you know, some attention um, there at the end, trying to be liberal. He's not liberal, folks. We live here. He's our mayor. Forget oh, by him. by the way, in New York City, Amazon is trying to... Uh, Weasel their way in again. Squirm their way into Maspeth now. With their robots. So I guess the deal is not dead after all. See, this is the thing I don't understand. Like, let's take a little break from the debates because I still have to talk about debate number one. Um, the Chamber of Commerce loves this Amazon idea, which I find... Mind-boggling. Well, I'm not part of the Chamber of Commerce. No, but it doesn't make any sense because just think about it. Like without being rude to anyone, Chamber of Commerce is mostly a bunch of small businesses in any area, anywhere you go. All right, and then there are some larger businesses that are part of it too, but a lot of small businesses, and they get you know that it helps them grow. So why would you want or encourage a company that kills small business? And big business, too, because there's a ton of stores around here that are closed. They're, 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 they're going to suck the life out of the Chamber of Commerce. But according to Trump on the news this morning, that they're, you know, record number of growth. Yeah. Record number of, what is it, defaults and bankruptcies? All I know is the stock market was the going Douglas crazy today. The shopping center near us had a Toys R Us, a Macy's, a Burger King, a Models, a movie theater... And a Burger King. They're all closed. They're all gone. Shuttered. Yep. The and it's a nice area. The left there is the Fairway, a Grimaldi's Pizzeria. And a T-Mobile. And a T-Mobile. And I guarantee T-Mobile leaves because they don't have enough foot traffic. They'll yeah. leave. They'll leave. They'll and go somewhere Grimaldi, else. Grimaldi, the only reason that's holding on is because... The people from Fairway are probably running over there for food. <laughs> no, they have, well, I don't know about that, but I know Other a lot of people that, go there. It's a ghost town. It is. It's it's stunning. And there's a Sears not far from and us that that's closed. Burger King was there for with, since I was a boy in that place. Yeah, that and that's not town. only that. We see a lot of private restaurants closing, too, that have been around. Some new and some that have been around for over 20 years, now, almost Mo 30 like years. I said, Toys R Us, Models, Macy's. These are big names. Yes. Gone. So imagine the small ones. Gone with the wind. It's insane. So um, I find that just mind-boggling. So they went after Biden at the, about the 1994 crime bill. Biden gave some hits to Cory Booker. Eh, not really exciting. They, the, one, the first debate, though, I thought was very interesting because everybody was wondering, what's going to happen when Elizabeth Warren and Bernie are together? Remember the woman that said, Mimi Roca? She says, oh, Bernie makes my skin crawl. I just don't know why. That's like her political... First of all, she's not a political analyst. She's a legal analyst, so she should shut up and stay in her lane, first of all, Mimi Roca. Well, first of all, if I was the, the, the host of the show... I would say, would you mind explaining what you mean by that? Yeah, that's like rude. No, they all went along with it. They love it. Oh, the woman right next to her, she's nodding. She looked like a bobblehead. Yeah, the, the African-American lady. She was like agreeing. And the whole premise was, he's not good for women. How stupid is that? Um, he fights for the minimum wage. He gets people to give people the minimum wage, by the way, Walt Disney being one of them. He fights for health care. That helps women. How about free college? For women that are single mothers and have kids, how is all of that not helping women? Cares about the environment. He's a pro-union guy. There is nobody more pro-union than Bernie. So how is none of that good for women? What the hell is she talking about? And you know she's got a ton of followers on Twitter. Why? Unfollow her. She was good with the, with the legal stuff, but she should have stayed in her lane and shut up. Because that was an obnoxious comment. And I know she got a lot of crap for it. I know Bernie's she did. so good with women, he's probably going to try to unionize porn stars. Oh, you're so funny. So it was dogpile on Bernie for sure that night. I mean, Jake Tapper, the other candidates. I mean, they asked the stupidest questions. Do you think Bernie could defeat Trump? That's the question. They're asking the other candidates, do you think the guy that's on the stage with you it's so ridiculous. Like it's it's like they're not even hiding it. Well, who's who they asked that to? Everyone. 
every candidate. Everyone. Ever, like, they had a big banner at the bottom. You know what I would say if I was one of the candidates? I think Bernie could kick his ass. Well, the thing was, this was... In the, the election and in the Facebook the, 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 pickup The problem <laughs> was is that Bernie and Elizabeth Warren were right next to each other. And from the very beginning, I felt the good vibes between them because they are friends. And he was called first, like he came out first, everybody was clapping, and she came out and she got a lot of clapping too. And what did she do? She kind of cuddled up to him, said hi to him. Where are they from? Uh, Massachusetts and Vermont. And well, they- Bernie's really from Brooklyn, but... Hi, neighbor. Right. No, but they're friends. They've been friends for over 20 years. So, And right. they have a lot of the same ideas. So what did they do? They were all happy to see each other. They didn't challenge each other. They supported each other's ideas. It was like a nightmare for the corporatist Democrats and the corporate media. They're like, oh, they're not fighting each other. No, you stupid idiots. They want to be united front because they know that we need the things that they're talking about and it can be done. It's because you don't want it. The corporations don't want it and the corporatist Democrats don't want it, but the people want it. So they were totally united, and I loved it. The I people forget- want it, they need it, and they have to have so it. So funny. So all they do, oh, my God, these other candidates that were on the uh, – Steve Bullock, um, John Delaney. Bullock is only there. Oh, I hate him. John Delaney got a lot of airtime this time. He's he went after it. Sanders and Warren. He's an idiot. Hick and Lupa, go home. I know. Well, he When said, is Tom Steyer going to come popping up? Uh, he's it? trying to get enough donors. Give me a dollar. He has commercials. Just give me a dollar so I can get on the debate stage. Who knows? He might be interesting. Um, so he kept saying, oh, these are impossible promises. Everybody's like, you really can't do this. People don't want it. They are also doing the Republican talking points, which, by the way, Elizabeth Warren pointed that out, that her fellow Democrats were using Republican talking points against their ideas. And then Bernie said it to Jake Tapper. He goes, that's a Republican talking point, that question you just asked me. I was like, damn. Bernie was very strong. Very, very strong in this debate. So, and Warren was strong also. So they were, they're fear-mongering. The healthcare thing, they're fear-mongering. So the number kind of slides all over the place. First, they say 150 million people will be thrown, thrown off their healthcare. Hold on to your chairs. You're going to fall off your healthcare if we get Medicare for all. Huh? Or it's 180 million. The number always changes. I mean, I guess people are you losing their health get, insurance. You know who's going to get thrown off the, the insurance first? Who? Oh. My name is Caleb. Oh my God! No one knows who Caleb is. Tony, Tony. All right. Do you want to tell people who Caleb is? I'm the little troll from Shriners. Yeah. There's, there's. Tony likes to watch. What is it that you watch? All in the family. Or Mash. Both. Okay, so he likes those those old shows, and on those old shows, there's a lot of commercials. It's either about your dying. About like your day of death, right? Those commercials, those insurance yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah. What does that woman say? The home going. Yeah. Or they have commercials from either, um, what's the other one? Danny Thomas. St. Jude. St. Jude. We like St. Jude. And I love Marlo Thomas and Danny Thomas. But then we have the St. Jude commercials. And Tony, he just cannot stand the this Shriners. kid. The kid. It's the kid you don't like. Yeah. The other ones I don't mind. Him I can't stand. But there's little kid Caleb, and it turns out the mother's like a weirdo. She's got like... She's, she's got to have Baron Munchak. Yeah, she kind of like... I don't know. She, she like, makes videos of him yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, it's very strange. It's sad, actually. It's very sad. But it drives... Remember the video of him? Uh, he was like crawling around on the floor. Yes, I it's said, what horrible. Is he looks like a trained monkey. A little monkey. It was terrible. And he has like a very out. weird disease. I forget what it is. It's but... called osteogenesis imperfecta. Okay. Kind of like Mr. Glass in those movies, like right. Unbreakable. Right. But it just, he's, he, Tony, and Tony can, so Tony can imitate. Oh, this kid is driving me up the wall. <laughs> All right. We took enough. All right. That was our station break from Serious Matters. Okay. So. Every time I see that kid in that commercial, I wish I was Richard Widmark in the Kiss of Tony. <laughs> All right. Down boy. Down boy. So, and you know whose fault it is? It's his mother. Well, yes, we know that. He can't be on the commercials you know without why? her permission. Because he's the cute little trolley. He's not even a trolley. He's like a little, little little munchkin sitting in a chair. They use him. To make money. That com- that kid is 11 years old now. That kid doesn't look like they that anymore. They use him to make they money. They never upgraded his look. Yes. And it's very, it's a little bit too much. You know, it's, uh, I, I don't agree with it. But anyway, let's get back to health care. So... 
They keep fear-mongering, okay? So it's almost like the Democrats are being the Republicans, right? The, the corporatist Democrats, the establishment. So Tim Ryan, he's another one that needs to go. And Tulsi shredded him the last time. So if I was Kamala, I would have kind of paid attention to that because she destroyed him also. So uh, <laughs> I just love her. I can't wait to see what she does next. Um, so Tim Ryan is like, we have a lot of union members in our state and, you know, they love their health insurance and they don't want to give it up. All right. First of all, there's very few union jobs for, let me just do the argument and then you can jump in Tony because you are a union member. He is a teamster. Okay. And yes, unions do provide many times often very good health insurance. Now, how does that happen? Because they have somebody who negotiates for them, their wages and their health insurance, but very often, because health insurance is so expensive, for them to continue to have uh, good health insurance, they can't get higher wages because the health insurance is very, very expensive. They call them Cadillac plans because they're the best. So your wages don't go up. You get the 3% raise like everybody else does, but you keep this wonderful health insurance. But there's a catch. How long can the union sustain that health insurance? Some of them can't. They're not able to. And wages need to go up because everything's getting more expensive, correct? And even our health insurance through the Teamsters, I can tell you something, and this is a new change. See, this is why the health insurance with the unions is not always going to be so great. When people retire from Tony's job in sanitation, and they are Teamsters, they don't have unlimited prescription drug coverage anymore. Like right now we do. So no matter what the drug is, they pay for it. But... Now, over the past year or two, they changed what the retirees get. And now the cap is 5000 No, it's longer than that. It's more than two years? Yeah. All right. But it's not that long. It's not more than five years. No, it's not more than five I years. I don't know how long. But it's recent, okay, that this developed. And that's because health... me paying for this medic, it's going to drive me right back into the porn industry. Well, let's just... Tony, <laughs> stop it. Tony was never in the porn industry, but he loves to tell people that. So... Um, $5,000 disappears pretty fast. There's medicines that cost $5,000. So when they fear monger that the union people don't, they love their insurance and Medicare wouldn't be better. It, as Tony always says, what do you always say? If unions... If they got out of the medical indus insurance industry and let universal health care... They can do the day-to-day -day job they are supposed to be doing. Negotiate your salary. Dealing with salaries, dealing with equipment, dealing with uh, internal problems. Right. Because they wouldn't have to worry about providing health insurance. In the, uh, in negotiation for health insurance exactly. anymore. So, and that would be a big deal. So their wages would go up. And people need more money. They need more wages. So that would be a good thing. Plus the businesses would love it because they no longer would have to provide it. So this solves a lot of problems. So, you know, that argument does not work. We're not kicking, you're not going to kick people off health insurance. They're going to get less deductibles, less co-pays, no premiums, right? No deductibles. It's Medicare. Go talk to an old person. Ask them how much they like Medicare. When people are, are close to Medicare, they get giddy about it. When people just get on Medicare, they love to tell you how good it is. Yeah, well, let's hope we get there. And it's such a relief to them because they have it. So that's their, that, that is the talking point of our fellow Democrats, unfortunately. But um, Warren and Sanders deflected that uh, perfectly. There was just no problem with that. And I'm trying to think. Beto O'Rourke was just blah, blah, blah. I'm not interested. Uh, he's got to be gone soon. Who the hell's giving him money? Go back to your bong in Texas. They talked to Amy Klobuchar a lot. A lot. She got a lot of airtime, and she also was interviewed by somebody right away. I forget who it was. Um, Mayor Pete had a good line. Mayor Pete said something about, you know, we might as well not worry about like being for health care or all these things that we're talking about because the Republicans are going to call us socialists anyway. So we might as well just like present our case as we want to because no matter what we do, they're going to call us socialists. What's the difference? So that was sort of interesting. So, um, basically, that's it. So, I think the highlight... Well, I'm going to segue into my union story. You have a union story? This is out of CBS News. It says, Americans still support unions even if they don't belong to one. Unless, of course, you're in some right-to-work state down in the South, like a bunch of dummies 
that voted not to uh, unionize a, a Volkswagen plant. Down. Yeah, I know that Remember? because, yes, because they have people that come in and brainwash them. Because they said they're losing numbers. Now, a Gallup poll on Thursday, 62% of Americans approve of unions. Now, this is a 1,000 people were surveyed. Now, 80% were Democrats, and they favored collective bargaining rights. Yes, because wages are stagnant. 45% Republicans. So they come in less than half. But still, that's 45%. 45%. That's a pretty big number. Yeah, but it's still less than half. It doesn't matter. So encouraging. I'm going to swap out the microphone. There you go. So we can hear your booming voice better. My booming voice. Your booming voice. I'm going to make the air colder. All right. Go ahead. Now, both Democrats and Republicans had a lot of support during the um, 2009 recession. No, actually, they didn't have much support. You they started to lose support after, really? after the 2009 recession. But as the economy started to recover, you know, the fair weather, you know, whichever way the wind blows, <laughs> they were again shown some love. Okay, now 39% of Americans are in favor of unions having more influence, while 29% wish unions would just back off and go away. That's a very small and number. Those are, yeah, you know where those 29? Walmart, Lowe's, Home well, no, Depot. I think the people that work in those stores would love to have a union, a lot of them. No, I think they would like to. They just have no choice. They're not given a choice. It's just like that that uh, non that union, uh, was it Lowe's or was it Home Depot? One of the, the black guy with the beard. He's an actor. He was in The Patriot. A screen actor and a screen actor who has a SAG card. Right, in a union. In a non-union. In a, 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 oh, right, I a just... commercial that not wanting... And anybody with a half a brain could see that he's a trained actor the way he was talking. And the white chick at the beginning, she probably couldn't get even work in some gonzo porn videos oh, so, so she funny. had to go do this. You're on the porn thing. You today. know it, baby. Your head's on the... Your, your brain's you in porn. got it. If I don't go five minutes without it... <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. All right. Now, overall, overall, the above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're not o- even drunk. That's a, overall, that's a the American public has supported organized labor since 1936. Mm-hmm. This is a Gallup poll. Now, in the 1950s, there was 75% favorable support of union membership. And it peaked in 1954 with 28%. Mm-hmm. Now, out of the United States workforce in 1972, a quarter of it was unionized. That's a big number. Okay. Now, of 2017, 34% of public sector jobs are union. That's dropping. Mm-hmm. That's not good. 7% of private sector yeah, jobs are low. unionized. Yeah, it's very low. You I mean, know, like Lowe's. Well, this state, we are in the state that has the most union workers, and that is because of public unions like Tony is, right? state, now, local, and federal. The reason I'm saying I'm talking about this because according to Democracy Now!, Trump is putting up a name for a new labor secretary now that that trolley Alex Acosta oh, crawled back into the sewer like Pennywise. <laughs> Hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, maybe in jail. Maybe he's visiting him. Okay. Hi, my name is Caleb. Tony, stop with the Caleb. Keep that Alex Acosta away from me. Stop. <laughs> he wants to grab my wee-wee. Oh, stop it, Tony. <laughs> all right, the new nominee is a name you all know. The son of Antonin Scalia, the, the, the big uh. far-right fatty Supreme Court justice. Oh, you know who he was best friends with? His name is Ruth Eug- Eugene Scalia. Oh, God. Who was best friends? Scalia? Was friends with Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes, they were very friends. Oh, God. Know, can you believe it? Ruth Bader gets along with everybody. She's one of those people. They, they shared, oh, like, ick. they liked art and I don't know what else, but whatever. I know. It's hard to believe. All right, now his dossier, he served as the Labor Department's top lawyer under George W. Bush at the law firm of Gibson, Dunn, and Crutcher. Oh, goody. That sounds great. Now he opposes labor unions. And he's going to be the labor secretary. In favor of corporate clients. Walmart is one of them. Oh, my God. 
And much of his work, he was doing it to derail Dodd-Frank. So he hates unions. He hates financial. Right. So let's let him be labor secretary. That sounds smart, right? Betsy DeVos, she hates public schools. Let her be the secretary of education, right? Makes okay. sense. Okay, and my final story, according to CBS News and the Washington Post, we were almost the victim of a, what they call a city killer. Hold on to your hats, folks. It was an asteroid that came dangerously close to the, the, the Earth. Adobe. Now, scientists had no idea because it was coming out of the, near the sun. They probably thought it was a sunspot, and they were like, ooh, what's that? Well, I feel it's, like all the good scientists quit, so that's why. Now, the crazy. asteroid, in all fairness, was the size of a giant boulder. It's nicknamed Asteroid 2019 OK. It traveled 15 miles a second. Now, NASA claims that it was 45,000 miles from Earth. This just makes me freak now, out. Now, if it would have hit the Earth, it would have hit with 30 times the energy of the Hiroshima A-bomb. Talking about dodging a bullet. Okay. Now, in 2013, Russia got hit with an asteroid and 1,600 people got hurt. Too bad it didn't hit the Kremlin. <laughs> Fly right down Putin's throat. Oh, you're funny. Oh, no, no. Russian interference. Now I can prove that, comrades. <laughs> Because You're I'm funny. sitting there with my head in one corner and my body in the other. Because <laughs> the asteroid just beamed my bald head. Oh, Lord. I can't believe that happened. Better off not to know. Oh, my Lord. I don't think we have smart people. They anymore. said it. Everybody quit. I That's think they, they don't Well, know. yeah, the layoffs. They think they said it passed between us and the moon. Dodged a bullet. A rogue asteroid. A rogue asteroid. Can't even. Unbelievable. In one week, we had Tulsi New Kamala and a rogue asteroid. I'm done. What else could we possibly talk about now? Not a darn thing. Oh, I know what we're going to talk about. Okay, so you need to follow us on Twitter, Progressive U. That's the letter U, so Progressive U. Follow us on Twitter. And like our Facebook page, The Progressive Union, so you can follow us there. Um, we're also on iTunes, Live 365, we're on Podbeam, Spotify, and I don't know where else we are. We're all over the place. And this is show 199, so we're almost up to show 200, which is pretty awesome. And soon we will be doing YouTube. Soon. It's in the works. We are going to make the jump to YouTube, but we'll still do the Whether podcast. I want to or not. <laughs> Oh, forget it. He's a big ham, Tony. So I want you guys, if you haven't given to Tulsi, even if she's not your number one choice, please give like five bucks so she can add you to her list of donors, individual donors. And if you already have given some money and you want to give more, or if you ha you can't, please tell a friend about her so then they give so she can get back on the dis debate stage uh, for the next debate in September. I don't give a gift to give to Shriners. Oh, stop. We're not promoting Shriners. Okay, forget that. Because um, I need a new fizz. You're so funny. That is our show for this week. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you. <laughs>